0: Well, happy Memorial Day weekend to you, whether you're watching this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. We want to say thank you for, because those in the room taking off your Friday, we want to say thank you for being here as well. Well, believe it or not, this is our first Memorial Day message at our church. Uh, Since we launched, we took this Sunday to honor several people, those serving in our military, those who have lost someone on the battlefield in a foreign country, or even domestically. We want to say thank you them and we that, that honestly that we empathize with them that we are with them as we honor their loved ones and number three we value those and we want to honor those who serve each sunday as volunteers to create excellent care and programming for our kids our students and our adults like we appreciate that we have this online campus uh, it helps us further our message for those who live outside of stafford fredericksburg and spotsylvania for those who are unable to attend in-person on Sundays, this provides a great opportunity for you to be aligned and learn what we're all learning on Sundays. I believe that we live in the greatest political experiment of all time, the United States of America. We live in the greatest country on the planet because of our founding values built on freedom and independence. This independence allows for rights to be aligned with liberty and responsibility, not just liberty. And not just responsibility, but liberty and responsibility. Like If you think of the First and Second Amendments, those were written in light of breaking free from a tyrannical king and then staying free from that king. These rights, like the right to bear arms, were built on the values of liberty and responsibility. Yes, we have the liberty to have arms, but we also have the responsibility to bear those arms. Our founding fathers took the very best of the Roman Republic, which was their, this is three things they picked up that they value from the Roman Republic, their defense of liberty, their military strategies, and Washington would also talk about Cincinnati's decision to surrender power and then like, like retire, so to speak. They valued that, but they also understood the downfall of the Roman Republic. It was economic mismanagement and it was corruption. Those things are rooted in pride. They're rooted in individualism. In fact, Thomas Jefferson uses the word degenerate to describe the Roman Republic Senate right before its fall. And this downfall transitioned the Republic into an empire which was the backdrop of the New Testament writings. America is looking more like the Roman Empire than the Roman Republic. Like, like, it, like, It's true that we as a country do not need to suffer the same fate as Rome because we were founded on two distinct truths. One, that God provided all of us inalienable natural rights. And number two, that you and I, all men, were created equal, which meant that that was foreign to Roman thought because Rome was different than we are. Rome, they, they viewed the spiritual a lot different than we do. They believed in gods. And these gods, they put up with humans. They desired humans to live with an out-of-the-sky type of fear. They wanted, I mean, gosh, these gods, man, their backstories were filled with deception, greed, fighting, and lust. And the Roman leaders and, and those who lived in Rome, it was going to be natural for them to reflect in their lives who and what they were worshiping. If the gods were filled with lust, greed, and deception, what was going to happen? What was going to happen with those who are worshiping these gods? Same thing. Whereas our founders were rooted in the Bible, and some were simply deists, but they respected and revered the Bible. And from understanding their context and how the founding documents were written, they did everything they could to provide a system that was best for all people, and they probably understood that there was going to be no system perfect with fallen men and women leading it. A couple months ago, the Wall Street Journal conducted a survey with the University of Chicago and found that Americans were pulling back from the values that America was founded on. So here are several of the values. Patriotism. 25 years ago, 70% said that was important. Now, 38%. Religion, 25 years ago, 62% said it was important. Now, 39%. Having kids fell from 59% to 30%. Now, here's the two kickers. Community involvement fell from 62% in 2019 to now 27%. Tolerance dropped from 80% in 2019 to now 58%. And then we have a divide uh, when it comes to the generations. We literally have two Americas. We have a 65 and older America and we have a 30 and under America. Patriotism. For those over 65, 59% say it's important. 23% for those under 30 say that it's important. Religion was a 55% for those over 65 and 31% under 30. And the only value to be deemed important and see an increase was money. Four years ago, 31% said that was very important. Now, 43%. And listen, I think we would all agree that surveys are only as honest as those filling out the survey. But we can take the survey and we can see, see it with discernment. But if we're honest, we've seen this happen. We, we've seen a change happen in our culture. We're seeing things with our own eyes. We're hearing things with our own ears. And we cannot argue that there is a change. So why has the value of faith, having kids, the value of being involved in our community, working hard, why are they no longer considered important? And I believe it goes down to individualism. It becomes to this this push for individualism, that it's all about us. Man, we are so me-centric. We are so me-centric in our our, our culture right now. People want to live by their truth. I had a conversation with someone this week. Well, the Bible is just outdated. Like, I I don't agree with this, or I don't agree with that. I want to live by my truth. And basically what they're saying is, I don't want God telling me how to live. There's this push for a deep desire for affirmation and affluence without the hard work. We want to be famous and not put any of the hard work in. And and that's why, man, like I've seen YouTube, kids, like they're telling me, I want to be on YouTube. I want to be on YouTube. I want to be like that person who's in the 30s and 40s playing with kid toys. There's this cultural push to live without responsibility. Like it's always someone else's fault. James White sums up this survey really well. As a result, he writes, children would be an imposition and a financial burden. Serving others would take away from serving ourselves. Working hard takes away from personal time. And those in Rome valued themselves. They valued their desires. They valued their feelings. They value their truth above everything. And as the gods did, so did they. It was going to be natural for Roman leaders in Rome to reflect in their lives what they are worshiping. And y'all listen, it's going to be natural for us to reflect in our lives what we are worshiping. Are we worshiping ourselves or are we worshiping God? What What is the thing or the person that we are putting our hope in? Who or what are we giving ourselves to? Who or what are we willing to drop everything for? No, no, no is what Paul writes to those living in Rome under the tyranny of Nero. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people. The word holy means to be different or set apart. That we have a calling on our lives to be different. God has called us to live a different or set apart life. And for those living in Rome, this meant several things and throughout the book of Romans, this letter to to, to the Roman church, he writes a few things. He reminds them of a few things. Notice, not to be ashamed of the gospel. When you live in Rome, do not be ashamed of the gospel. He writes, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Real change, real hope. First to the Jew, then to the Gentile. He would also remind them, make themselves fully available to God and his purposes. He says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. It's good. It's pleasing. It's pleasing perfect will one of god's purposes is to multiply and fill the earth with kids and this is becoming a decreasing value in our country and yes i i get it man being being a being a dad is very inconvenient it is there's 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 a lot of sacrifice there's a lot of time invested but let me tell you it is worth it It is worth being part of my daughter's life. Like the early church, they valued this. They valued God's purposes. They valued life. One of the values of the early church in Rome is they would adopt babies that were thrown out into the elements, that were thrown on the garbage dump, regardless of what they looked like, regardless of what condition they were in, they would take those babies in and they would adopt those babies because they valued God's purposes. They valued God's design. Paul also reminded them that we have responsibility no matter the hostility. That we have responsibility in our temporary home no matter the hostility. He says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities not only because of possible punishment excuse me, possible punishment but also as a matter of conscience this is also why you pay taxes for the authorities are god's servants who give their full time to governing give to everyone what you owe them if you owe taxes pay taxes if revenue then revenue if respect then respect if honor then honor nero was a brutal tyrant and christians were still to pay taxes even if it went to their own persecution God allowed Nero to be Rome's emperor for 14 years. God also allowed Nero to have free will. And Nero used that free will to abuse his authority. And this is why Christians were willing to go to prison. They were willing to die for their faith because they knew that this was not their eternal home. Their true allegiance was to God, not Rome, not Nero. It was to King Jesus. Paul also reminded them to abandon individualism or a me-first mentality, especially in the local church. Serving is how we show that we're followers of Jesus. We're the most like Jesus when we serve. He wanted them to abandon a me-first mentality. He writes, be devoted to one another. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Serving the Lord, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need practice hospitality and then he would finally remind them tolerance is not affirmation people want you to affirm them and affirm them and affirm them that is not tolerance tolerance is not affirmation he writes if it is possible as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone like there are activists and there are agendas that if we do not affirm what they say then we are canceled Guys, my hope is that this gets us thinking about our values and how they are aligned with God and our eternal home. Like, we should be incredibly grateful that God has allowed us to either be born in this country or become a citizen of this country. So, as we make the most of living in this temporary home in America and long for our eternal life and home with King Jesus, if the values that founded our nation are aligned with the Bible, why not pursue them? Why not pursue them? The early church, think about this, living in Rome, out, they lived out God's value system. They lived out his principles. They lived out his purposes. And they outlasted the Roman Empire, which was not founded on the same principles as America. Because that even gives us even more hope. Because imagine and the impact of living out God's values in America, which was founded on the values influenced by the church. Perhaps as we begin to live out his value system, the same values that America was founded on, maybe, just maybe, those survey numbers can begin to flip. So two questions to think about. Have you thanked God for allowing you to be born and become a citizen in this country? What is one thing in your life, number two, that needs to change as you live as a Christian in America? Well, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to be born or maybe for some of us, we've become a citizen of this great country. This country, even though it was founded on biblical principles, it is still led by fallen men and women. Father, that should provide us hope that one day we're going to be living in eternity with King Jesus, where it is perfect. It's not led by fallen men and women, but a perfect Savior. A perfect king. But in the meantime, allow us to be living out the values that founded our country. Help us be living those out and maybe just maybe we begin to flip the script a little bit. I pray that you will help us to stay faithful to you and your plan and your word. In Jesus' name, amen.